everyone. Welcome to Loving This Life podcast, hosted by yours truly, Abby Hillis, founder of ACH Events and co-founder of The Twelfth Woman, an advocacy group fighting for sexual assault survivors. This podcast is about loving the life that you live and 100% owning it and being happy with it. It's not always easy or fun, which we will definitely dive deep into, but I have learned that it is possible. Each episode will include a guest or thoughts to help bring your dreams to reality, understand true commitment in life, and help turn some of your darkest days into the brightest years. We only have this one life to live, and if we work it right, we will find that this one life is enough. So grab some coffee, some wine, or whatever tickles your fancy, and join me on this adventure of finding happiness and taking charge. everyone. Welcome to episode zero of Loving This Life podcast. I feel like I need like cheering in the background. I did it. We did it. It's happening. Loving This Life podcast is a thing and I am super excited to share this with you guys. I I just, you know, I wanted to take some time and do an episode zero, which I know isn't really normal, um, but I really wanted this to be just a short, quick episode for everyone to kind of get to know me and know where I am at in my life and why I've chosen to go this platform and this route to express and share my life and the people in it. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm going to do in this this episode. So first and foremost, I think um, it goes without saying that there's a lot of people that made this, this entire project possible. And I think that gratitude is important in expressing it. So I just wanted to thank anyone and everyone who had something to do with this. I had an amazing photographer, Morgan, with Crabtree and Co. Photo, and Kirby did all of the graphic design. Ella Reed obviously did the amazing music that we use into and out of the episodes. And then I just have had an abundance of friends and people in my life that have just supported me. My friend Melissa made all of the amazing swag. And it's just, it's been an overwhelming um, experience of support from everyone. And I just can't thank you enough. There's one person in particular that deserves a big shout out. And that's my husband. Um, That's for putting up with me and for supporting me through this crazy project. I... I told him I was going to do it and he looked at me and thought I was crazy. And then he said, I support you. So he, he definitely is the bread to my butter and he is my better half and supports me in all of my crazy endeavors. And I just want to let you know, Hillis, if you're ever listening, which I doubt you are because you're like a part of this project, but anyways, I love you so much and I'm so thankful for you. Something else that I just really want you guys to to know about this podcast is that maybe every episode isn't for you and that's okay. Um, I want to touch on and bring guests on that have experience in motherhood. And some of you, I firmly believe are not in motherhood. I also want to cater to the younger crowd. I know I have a bunch of younger, uh, athletes that are listening. And so I might, you know, do an episode that may cater to them more and, and that's okay. I just like, I'm, I have a broad audience and so I want to cater to everyone. And if you find yourself listening to an episode, that's just not really for you, like no hurt feelings, move on. Like don't listen to it. It's totally okay. Um, 
or do listen to it and maybe you'll get something out of it. Maybe it's not, you know, 100% for you, but maybe it'll be provide a good perspective for something else or someone else in your life. So definitely know, um, that I'm going to be, I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of different, you know, avenues and demographics. Um, so if it's not for you, it's okay. You I like no feelings hurt if you don't listen. Um, the other disclaimer I want to make is I want this to be a very real podcast. I want it to, um, depict everything about me and how I live my life. And part of that is, is, um, my voice and part of my voice is a potty mouth and I'm working hard on it, but the reality is it's a thing. And if I censored it, it wouldn't be real. So I will refrain as much as I can from ever saying the F-bomb. I don't think that I would ever say that, although if it does get heated or I get really upset, I might. Um, but I'm going to try really hard, hard not to. But you might hear shit, damn, I don't know, you know, something along those lines. Maybe a little like, I don't know. I'll try really hard not to, but I just want you guys to know that there might be some... So, some vulgar language, but I don't want there, I don't want that to be the focus. It's just a part of my voice and who I am. So just a little disclaimer. So I wanted to start off with a little bit um, about myself and why I decided to start this. I'm super excited to share my transition in my life that I'm going through and just how we can all learn to support each other more and support ourselves and be confident and trust ourselves. That's really what loving this life is about. It's about finding contentment and about being, you know, happy in the moment and really truly loving the life that you're living. And it's super important to me to to express this because I have not always lived my life this way. I feel like I've lived my life very chaotically and not in the moment. And Hillis always jokes with me. He's like, you know, you have the worst memory. And what I've realized is I don't really have the worst memory. I just wasn't living in the moment. And I wasn't really soaking in what was going on around me. I wasn't, you know, like people say, like, take in the smells, like look at the rainbows and the butterflies. Like I legitimately haven't done that in my life. Um, And if I did, I would do it in spurts, but then I would lose track of it. And, and this, this is a life change for me that like, I'm not going to go back on. Like, this is, this is something that I'm going to do from here on out. And I just really honestly wanted to share that with you guys and like share that, like, I am real. Like a lot of what we're going to share on here is going to be very real. It's going to be from really real people and really real people. That's funny. Um, and it's, it's going to, hopefully allow a lot of you to relate and, you know, really, um, self-evaluate and look at yourself and, and decide how you want to grow and how you want to change. Uh, cause we can't be the best person that we are without growing and changing. And, you know, I think that, um, that's like something that's super passionate in my life is just, I'm always willing to grow and change and adapt and learn new things And life can just get really stagnant if we don't choose to do that. So um, hopefully that's what you get out of Loving This Life podcast is you find uh, some amazing people and hear some amazing stories and uh, you really just learn to to grow and change yourself and really learn to love the life. 
A little background on me. I was a competitive gymnast growing up. I am the only girl out of four boys, so there are seven people in my family, and it's growing. I have a little niece, and um, I have a lot of significant others from my brothers that are coming into my life, and there are women taking over, and it's absolutely awesome. I love it. I have grown up in a world of men, so it's super exciting to see the women kind of like leveling out with them. Um, It's also made me who I am today. You can imagine uh, growing up with four brothers, it kind of makes you outspoken and and really loud and tough because you kind of just have to hold your own. And some of those traits are really great. And then some of those traits, you know, might have worked while you were a child and might have been a sort of survival method, but you need to change that and not use it as an excuse anymore. And so, um, you know, that does have a lot of uh, impact onto why I'm such an intense person. And uh, I think it's important that everyone knows that background about me. I I did competitive gymnastics my entire life from the time I think I was like five till I retired at 15. I had an, a double ankle injury that put me in a wheelchair. It was really sad and depressing going around high school in a wheelchair. And I just decided that that was the end of my career and God's way of telling me to um, be done. And I started coaching then. So for those of you that know me know that gymnastics is a huge part of my life. I love gymnastics. I love the sport. I love teaching kids about their body and how to flip. And so that's something that I've always done and I will continue to do, uh, in my life and, and probably forever, whether that's coaching other coaches or teaching kids or my own kids, uh, whatever that might be. I'm obviously uh, very involved with USA Gymnastics, who is going through a lot of turmoil right now, and that's actually going on in the same time that I spent uh, the summer of 2018 really fighting Texas A&M University on their policies and procedures for sexual assault victims. Um, There's a lot of that going on in the, the culture with the Me Too movement, and it's become a huge passion of mine to make a change and and demand something better from an institution, um, whether that's USA Gymnastics or Texas A&M or quite frankly, any other university um, or company, business, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of not good going on and there's a lot of not taking care of our uh, survivors and that does need to change. And that's where, for those of you who don't know, a lot of this change for me has stemmed from. At the beginning of uh, 2018 summer, I found myself in contact with a group of wonderful women uh, who all, we all were sexual assault survivors that had cases mishandled from Texas A&M University. And we band together, got a meeting with the university, helped partake in internal investigations and reviews on how we can better the university and its policies. And we are still working with the university. Um, It's an uphill battle for sure to try to make change at such, um, you know, a strong and political institution, but we're doing it and we're not letting go. And, you know, our group, we call ourselves the 12th woman. And we we also have done some legislation work um, in DC with some of the congressmen trying to get some bills passed just to help, you know, continue to protect those survivors. There's so many of us. 
I know the statistics one in four, but I tell everyone, I swear it's one in two. Um, people just don't talk about it. And the more you talk about it, the more that you realize that it really is probably one in two. And so to all you survivors out there, I just want to say you keep doing you and you don't let that define you. I spent a sum- the summer, you know, just really being down on myself. It was a really negative summer. It was like much greatness as we were doing. It was really awful to go through the emotions of my assault again. And I'm learning that the assault does not define me. And it honestly just is a driving force to to just do better and be better and show how strong of a woman I can be and to not let that be who I am. And I encourage all of you to do the same. And if you find yourself in a safe place to share your story or speak up or demand some sort of change, I encourage you so much to do that because without us doing that and banding together, that the change won't happen. It has to come from us and it has to come, um, you know, from someone who can speak from experience. And I think, Anyone who's willing to do that, like more power to you and anyone who has their story and keeps it to themselves, I totally understand and I respect that 100%. I just hope and pray that you find someone and some place that you feel comfortable um, expressing yourself because for eight years I hid my story and hid that from pretty much everyone in my life and I didn't realize how catastrophic that was. Like it was so unhealthy. Um, so anyways, that's a little bit of backstory from where I've been this past year to my entire life, I am now happily married to the love of my life, Kieran Hillis. Um, he will probably be making a bunch of appearances on the podcast. I have an adorable baby boy. His name is Kieran as well, but we call him KJ for Kieran James. And he is also the second love of my life. We live um, in a suburb outside of Austin, Texas, in a place called Round Rock for now. We, we, we love Austin and we love the city, so hopefully, um, you know, one day we'll get back into the deep part of the city, but for now, we live the suburbia life. What, what? Shout out to Round Rock. Grew up here. Um, Austin, or Austin. Hillis grew up in South Austin, and so... Um, we, we kind of congregated here, but hopefully one day we'll kind of make it back to his stopping grounds. Um, little background on the work that I've done. So I went to Texas A&M, obviously, and I graduated in, uh, 2011 with a sport management degree and a minor in communications and another minor in cultural and international management. And I thought that I was just going to be managing some sort of sports arena or, Um, some sort of sports organization, and that kind of went a different path. I went and worked for the largest student housing company in the United States, American Campus Communities, and I worked under an amazing uh, executive team, the CEO um, and my specific supervisor, the CIO. They were just amazing people, and I got to do such incredible things. I had the most insane opportunities. Um, this, that company taught me so much and really defined, um, I think my work ethic and how I just like saw working within corporate America and working within, um, just life in general. And I learned how important research was and, you know, really, really getting out there and, um, making sure that investments were, were worth doing and putting in a lot of time to establish, you know, to make those judgment calls. And 
that was an amazing opportunity. From there, I spent six short weeks working for the largest um, ratings and reviews company called Bizarre Voice. And the reason I was only there for six weeks was because I got there and then I got a job offer from my um, adolescent gym, Capital Gymnastics, um, like right after I started there. And so ratings and reviews is is basically like anytime you're on any company's website, like Under Armour, um, and you see reviews on their products, Bizarre Voices platform would basically embed those reviews into their website and then syndicate them out to like Academy or Dix or wherever. And so that was super cool. And I learned about how important reviews were and how all of the back end of the technology stuff of that worked. And then, of course, I took the job at, at Capital. I, I wanted to get some leadership experience. And so I became the director there. And that's where I would say um, the last three years of my life, if I look back, have been probably from that moment a blur. And it's, it, it's not just because of the job that I was doing, but it was because of the situation. Um, it was a very unique situation. And I'm learning from my therapist that it was an insane amount of emotion and things to deal with as one human being. Um, for those of you who don't know, my boss at Capital Gymnastics when I started was actually my best friend's mom. And one month after I started, my best friend passed away, which this was also three months before I was supposed to get married and she was supposed to be a bridesmaid at my wedding. So you can imagine the emotion um, that went along with this job. I also had minimal leadership experience, so I was walking into the situation really excited to learn and eager to learn um, from Courtney's mom, but then she wasn't there because obviously she needed to be at home with her family. And I just, I struggled. Like I didn't know, felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I was not confident in what I was doing. I clearly had emotions of my own that I needed to handle, of which I didn't. I did not go seek any help and I wish I would have. And I, I just, it was kind of a downward, downward spiral from there. Um, I got pregnant while I was starting my own company and, and that was an emotional, exhausting process. I was sick majority of my pregnancy with morning sickness and still trying to be run a successful events company and, and really get it off the ground and running. And we were, we moved into a house and, you know, then I had KJ and I went through postpartum depression. And so it's just been these like three years of just a lot of emotion, a lot of mental strain, um, a lot of surviving and not really living. And, um, you know, I, I, at some point hit close to rock bottom. I think I was actually working an event, um, like a showcase event. And I remember I just couldn't stop crying. I, I, I was just hysterical and I had to remove myself and leave. And I think pretty much in that moment, I sat in my car afterwards with my best friend and I was like, dude, something's got to give. Like I've, I've got to make a change in my life. Like this is miserable. And I learned very quickly that I'm in control of that. I was in control of that misery. I was in control of all of that. And obviously like getting professional help was life changing and it, and a huge reason of, you know, how I could come 
out of this, you know, downward black hole spiral, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I had to, I had to make a a change and I, I had to decide to make that change. There was no way that anyone was going to make that change for me. And, and I did. And, um, I guess to kind of backtrack. So I did start my own events company. I do have ACH events and it is becoming started merely just working on weddings, but we are branching out and we are doing conventions and corporate uh, events and just really trying to to grow an, a business that supports women and working moms and you know I, I hope it continues to grow and just flourish and become you know my little baby I I love it I love what I do and I love owning my own company it's so empowering and I love getting to see my ideas that I dream of come to fruition. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm a full-time stay-at-home mom and a full-time entrepreneur. And let me tell you, that's a challenge in itself. Um, okay, so that kind of finishes out my like business background, whatever. Um, and so kind of back to deciding to make a change. Um, the last three years have been tough. And I'm, I can look back now and I can say that and I can be okay with it because um, I know that it's only bringing me to a place of so much more peace and happiness. You know, we have, we always say we have those valleys and those, those hills that we have to, you know, overcome in our life to appreciate not only the, the good, but the bad. And it's important to appreciate the bad because it gets us to the good. And I know that it won't always be good. Um, there will always be trials and tribulations, but, um, I think it's, it's definitely important to look back at, you know, some of the, the, less appealing things that have happened in your life and just appreciate them because it's gotten you to where you are today. Um, so yeah, I mean, the plan for this, this podcast is just, I hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope that you find something from it. I hope that you benefit from the, from it. I hope that you, um, find a, a culture and a community that supports you and you kind of, release the people and the things in your life that are maybe holding you back or maybe preventing you from just being a hundred percent you and just living and loving what you are doing. Life is so, so, so short and we have got to be better about that. The distractions of phones and social media and the media and just the information and the access that we have to each other. I could go on and on, um, but we have to take time for ourselves. I have learned to meditate. Meditation has become a very important part of my life. Getting control of my mindset and my internal, internal neurosystem. I mean, that's just an insane um, central, you know, zen to find to be able to, to, you know, really see life in a beautiful light and and you know smell every single rose that you walk by or flower that you walk by and and really just feel and be in the moment. Um, and I just hope that you guys, you get something from that. And I really didn't want this episode to be long. And here I am looking at 20 minutes already. So um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I, again, thank you to everyone who's made this project possible. I cannot thank you enough. The support has just been in abundance. Um, I, I'm really just flattered and excited for what's to come and I just hope that you all know I hope you all are as excited as I am and I hope you know that I appreciate every single one of you 
And I absolutely appreciate you guys that are tuning in and listening and um, supporting me because this is a really vulnerable thing for me to do. And it's, I keep telling everyone, like, I've been so scared to do this and I didn't know how I was going to feel about everyone knowing so much information about my life, but I'm going to do it. And I, so I appreciate anytime you listen, you're supporting anytime you subscribe or write reviews, you're supporting. So just know, I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart and, um, Here's to loving this life a little bit more and being better about it. Bye, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Loving This Life podcast. It is because of people like you tuning in each episode that Loving This Life has a purpose. If you like what you hear, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. This is how we spread the love and reach more amazing people like you. I also want to say a special thank you to Ella Reed. She so graciously shared her empowering and uplifting song, Walk On, for us to use on the podcast. I really appreciate it, Ella. And lastly, remember to wake up each day being confident with who you are, but also love yourself enough to change for the better. Peace, y'all.